0: Today's episode of Geeks Crossing is brought to you by Amio. Everyone loves to travel, but not all travel booking platforms are reliable. Thankfully, there's Amio, which can make any trip you desire feel effortless. Just enter your travel details, and Amio will magically give you all the train, bus flight, and even ferry options to help you book your first real vacation for 2021. And best of all, you'll be saving time and money, which is a win-win. Right now, Amio wants to help you leave the house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to Amio.com and enter the code LISTENER5 at checkout. But act quickly because this offer is valid until July 31st. A meal, plan, book, and love the journey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Geeks Crossing podcast with your hosts, Eric. And Matt. (laughs) And we're here to give you all the best geek-related content you can ask for. Now in basketball form. (laughs) Damn it, Matt. You know I don't give two shits about sports. (laughs) Well, how about sports movies? Okay. That I can deal with. (laughs) If I told you that there was a movie that involves basketball and Looney Tunes, what what would you say about that?
1: Well, uh, assuming they were 90s kids, or at least uh, were around, or remember the time, they would say, oh yeah, that is a movie, Eric. It's called Space Jam, you know, starring Michael Jordan and the Looney Tunes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was a great movie. I used to watch it all the time as a kid. I watched it a, a few times, yeah. That movie came out 25 years ago, believe it or not.
1: Wow, I can't believe that.
0: And then ever since then, people have been demanding a sequel, or at least some sort of sequel. Actually, there's seven canceled sequels to that movie, each having a different sport, but we're not talking about that. That's going off topic. But then again, it is kind of on the same topic, but you know, whatever, I'm reading too deep in this. (laughs) The point is, this month, well, as of the making of this episode, we finally got that long-awaited Space Jam sequel, Space Jam A New Legacy, starring LeBron James and the one and only Bugs Bunny. (laughs) My God, was it something...
1: Yeah, I think no matter how you feel about that movie, I think we can all agree it was certainly something. It was kind of crazy, you know? (laughs) But what do you expect when you have the Looney Tunes and Basketball Star? You know, those tend to be crazy.
0: I don't know how to start this off. I mean, other than, wow, it had a lot of mixed opinions. Like, it had so much backlash and mixed reception that I wasn't even expecting
1: yeah i i don't know i knew people who were cautiously optimistic like oh maybe it'll be good i knew people who were like oh it's gonna be bad and since they have seen it i've also known people who've been like it was the worst thing ever and it was amazing so a lot of mixed opinions going in and a lot of mixed opinions coming right back
0: out but how do the two of us stand in this dilemma well i can honestly say and i know i'm gonna get berated for this i loved it you loved it you yes lo- i'm being dead ass i love the okay. movie I'm even going to okay. go as far and say it's better than the original. Wow, okay. I know now, those are wow. strong opinions, but <laughs> hey,
1: that's how I feel. What do you stand on this? Uh, I really didn't like it that much. So uh, that's interesting. We're on the two sides of the debate. <laughs> Give us a lot to talk about. <laughs> All right,
0: so... So how should we sell this, Matt? Should we start by talking about what the movie's about and
1: then clash on our different opinions? I think that's a great idea. I think we should explain what the movie's about and then maybe you could say what you really liked about it and if there's anything you didn't like about it. And I could say what I didn't like about it and if there's anything I liked about it. Something like that. What do you say? Sounds like a plan.
0: All right. All right. Since you're the biggest Looney Tunes fan I know, <laughs> would you like to
1: do the honors and explain
0: what the movie's about?
1: I would be... Absolutely honored, and I, I, I'm, I'm I'm very happy that I'm the biggest Looney Tunes fan you know. <laughs> but <laughs> You're also
0: the biggest whole drama fan I know, so that's a win-win.
1: Oh, very touching. I'm actually, that's a privilege. But uh, yes, for those of you who haven't seen the movie, and, and of course, you should expect spoilers in this episode for Space Jam and Your Legacy, this is not just a general uh, suggestion or review, this is, we're getting in deep. LeBron James plays himself and he has a son and his son likes video games more than sports uh and so he's like a programmer yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure a lot of people listening to this podcast right now are like oh i see myself in him but uh he likes basketball but he prefers video games he's a programmer and warner brothers has a deal with lebron to uh kind of make a lebron sponsored basketball game and lebron's like no i'm not down for that and an algorithm's Stuck inside of Warner Brothers' database, uh, literally named Algae Rhythm, is not happy about that. So kidnaps LeBron and his son and forces LeBron to form a basketball team to save his son. Tells his son, Hey, you're also gonna play on the basketball team on the other team. And so LeBron runs into Bugs Bunny and assembles the Toon Squad with Bugs' lost friends. And uh, meanwhile, Al and LeBron's son form the Goon Squad, which were pretty much just a bunch of OP, super powerful guys. Uh, And, you know, what you can expect after that, a crazy, chaotic, rule-bending game of basketball. And uh, that's pretty much Space Jam A New Legacy. Obviously, you know, you can imagine it ends with a nice little happy ending. LeBron and his son understand each other. They save the day. But that is pretty much what you're walking through when you see this movie. So I think it's only appropriate if I say that the story is what I think is the
0: least good thing about it. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's very predictable, and LeBron egotistical behavior is quite noticeable. <laughs> and yet, the Warren Brothers IPs are oversaturated. But I'll talk more about that later. Mm. But you know, compared to how the original story was, well, not original story, but like the story from the first movie, I like the idea. I like how they deviate to like be more trendy. You know, this is the twenty first century, so of course. Everybody's going to be playing video games or virtual reality in this case. So, as their attempt to try and replicate what's trendy these days, I commend their effort. And another thing is LeBron's acting. I mean, I don't know if it's just me, but he seems a bit more genuine than Michael Jordan. And I mean, no disrespect towards him. It's just that when you think about Michael Jordan in the original movie, he just seems way too casual about being around the Looney Tunes. Like, he doesn't have enough emotion. (laughs) Here, LeBron, both. In his animated counterparts and real-life counterpart he's freaking out like he can't bear the looniness of the looney tunes and that's more genuine if you ask me <laughs> and yeah like i said i was kind of annoyed with his egotistical behavior but you know it kind of works for a movie like this because he doesn't want his son to go through the same distractions that he wants but you know mm. i like the whole life lesson it's like you know you gotta let someone be who they are you can't change what their fascinations are so yeah the story may be very predictable I appreciate the efforts for what they were trying to do. Hmm. I could see that. And Matt, this is the part where you tell me what you don't like about the story.
1: (sighs) See, okay. Uh, In terms of the actual just plain bread and butter story, it's, like, passable. You know, I agree with you, Eric. It's really nothing too crazy to write home about. It's the typical, oh, you know, father and son understand each other kind of romp uh, through the, uh, although obviously it's just heavily... Uh, covered in Warner Brothers stuff along the way. I don't know. Like, it just feels kind of a bland sort of thing. I I will say the idea of having a basketball fight was kind of cool, I guess. They set that up sort of nicely where it was like, oh, okay, so, you know, LeBron assembles his team, which ends up just being Bugs's team because he wants to use the opportunity to to get all his friends back. Uh, You know, and then the kid sets up his team with Algae Rhythm kind of, like, guiding him, uh, misdirecting him. So that way, you know, it's kind of cool. I thought it was a little stupid, the whole baseball game for the, say, the future of humanity. I was like, all right, really? Really? Like, this is a little far fetched. That algae rhythm wants to suck everyone into phones. <laughs> you mean basketball? Oh, what did
0: I say? <laughs> you said baseball. <laughs> I mean, are you thinking about the first movie? Because I know they satirize the story about how Michael Jordan went from basketball to playing baseball and back into basketball, but it's like, Jesus, Matt. I may not give two shits about sports, but I know the difference
1: between basketball and baseball. In my defense, they're only off by two letters, but no, but yes, basketball, of course, the big basketball game for the future of humanity, wonky. And now you had a bunch of random people in the world. And then the sports, whatever, the sports broadcasters show up like, oh, I guess we're announcing this game for the future of humanity. I was like, all right, it's very cheesy. And a lot of people might like that, that it's cheesy, you know? But I just wasn't a fan personally of, of the story. Uh, and those were my problems with it. Back to you, Eric. All right. So, the
0: second good thing I love about this movie is the animation. They definitely came a long way since 1996, mm. both in terms of the 2D animation and the 3D animation, especially when we get to all these different Warner Brothers IPs, Warner Brothers Worlds, which I'm not going to lie to you. When I saw all these planets or worlds, I immediately thought of Kingdom Hearts. Mm <laughs> hmm. Yeah,
1: that's a good point. Yeah, I, mean, I, didn't...
0: I, don't, I can't be the only one that thinks about that. They go to these different worlds, and each <laughs> of them are based off a of different IP. Bro, this is Kingdom Hearts. You know, <laughs> minus the whole convoluted plot point and light over darkness and all that shit. But you understand where I'm coming from. Definitely. And I find it ironic how the Looney Tunes were disgusted with how they looked in CGI. But to be honest with you, I thought they came out great. I mean, it definitely looks better than any of the Looney Tunes video games. I could personally tell you that. You know, from animation standpoints, it's a huge upgrade compared to the first one. I know you're thinking, yeah, no shit. Of course, the animation is going to be completely upgraded. But, you know, it's details like that you can't help but admire.
1: I got to be honest with you, Eric. I I didn't really think about that. I I honestly did like the animation and I did like the special effects. I think that was probably my favorite part of the movie. Uh, I think the Looney Tunes art style with LeBron and with the actual Looney Tunes came out looking real nice. Uh, everybody was addressed pretty face- faithfully, even in the scenes where like Daffy and Porky were in the superhero uh, DC world, and Foghorn Leghorn. Uh, um, excuse me, Elmer Fudd was in the Austin Powers world. Like scenes like that, even they looked you know believable uh, where they went. Again, art style was pretty solid, animation was pretty solid, and I will say they didn't look horrible in in three D. I-, I think they came out looking you know like you said pretty great. All things considered, that that's how. You do three D Looney Tunes. You know you have characters like Bugs who who would have hair actually be furry a little bit, but not too furry where it's like okay, uh, this is this is starting to remind me of a late two thousands live action adaptation like freaking like Yogi Bear and Woody Woodpecker. They didn't reach that level of uncanniness. Thank um, God for that. <laughs> but they were good. You know, I I actually I gotta give credit where it's due. This movie definitely looks like. Warner Brothers tried very hard with the uh, animation and art style and it really paid off nicely with everything from the special effects to the actual characters movement and things like that. I thought it was pretty great. And there were a lot of clever visual gags that they used in the animation too. Um, like, of course, Wile E. Coyote's classic sign communication. You know, they did their homework. And, and for that, art style and animation wise and special effects wise as well, I was pretty happy with this. Yeah, couldn't agree
0: more. And now... The third reason i think this is my biggest reason for why i'm defending this movie the references cameos and easter eggs mm. if you guys have been following this podcast for a while you will know that i am a huge fan when it comes to references easter eggs or cameos in any store of media and this movie explodes with that
1: <laughs> you could say that
0: i already mentioned like they go to worlds based off warner brothers ips like you said The DC superhero planet, where you have Daffy Duck trying to join the Justice League. And by that, I mean (laughs) he hijacked a train and tried to look like it was was going off course so he could try and save it.
1: That's such a Daffy move.
0: (laughs) Uh, You have Elmer in the Austin Powers world, and you also have Sylvester as Mr. Bigglesworth. Yo, that shit had me dead.
1: I forgot Sylvester was in that scene too, yeah.
0: Yeah, he he was the freaking bald cat from the movie. (laughs) Like, I was fucking dying when I saw that. (laughs) We also had Granny and Speedy in the Matrix world. We see Speedy do the classic Matrix scene where he's dodging the bullets while using classic line Arriba or whatever, obviously in slow motion. And prior to that, what's the one thing that's prominent in our culture today? Memes. They went out of their way to include big chungus in that movie
1: <laughs> yeah they did
0: for those of you who don't know big chungus actually originated from a bugs bunny cartoon in the 1940s i think where it featured yeah. a fat version of elmer fudd <laughs> and in that cartoon fat elmer fudd tried trapping bugs in a hole and he was like that'll hold them all right there. and then bugs bunny being bugs bunny gets out of the trap easily and then for a brief second, Bugs turns into like the fat version of Elmer and he goes, there you hold all right I was a big fan of that even before that became a meme. <laughs> I mean, you know the old saying, every hero has its origin story. Yeah. <laughs> know, but, no. but none of that is comparable to the basketball game where we see not one, not two, but a thousand freaking IPs from Warner Brothers. You name it. The Flintstones, the Jetsons, King Kong, the Gremlins, Pennywise, the Wizard of Oz. Like, bro, I was having a ball just looking at all these references, all these cameos. It was awesome. I know I'm giving this movie more praise than I already needed, but I can't help myself. This is the type of person that I am. Okay. On a downside, of course, they have no relevance to the plot. They're just there for aesthetic purposes and, you know, just to show that, hey, these are all Warner Bros. characters. And yeah, it does correspond with the problem I and I mentioned earlier with how one of our IPs are saturated. but this feels more like a homage when you think about it. Like they're paying tribute to all their beloved franchises.
1: Fascinating. I I I definitely think that was a very that's a very good argument in favor.
0: But yeah, I don't know what else to say. But I had a really good time just looking at this film and pointing out all the Easter eggs.
1: Okay. Respectable. As for me. Um, it's funny, honestly, one of my least favorite Disney movies of all time, Wreck It Ralph, Ralph Breaks the Internet. There is an infamous scene in that movie where Ralph and Vanellope go to the Disney area of the internet, and it's literally just an excuse for Disney to just show off all the stuff they own. Like, there's Star Wars stuff running around, and you got Pixar and Marvel and all kinds of random crap. And to be honest, that's not even my least favorite part of the movie, <laughs> yeah, but we'll have to get into that another day. Yeah. Mag, <laughs> please let's save all our criticisms when we actually sit down
0: and talk about it oh good golly because my god i have a lot to say about that but we're
1: going way (laughs) off topic yeah but but the reason why i bring that up is because that segment of wreck it ralph was about uh you know 10 15 minutes at most probably not even more than that uh with all the disney references where it was just mickey saying hey look at all the stuff i own but In this movie, in uh, Space Jam and the Legacy, I just got that vibe. Every time they shoved in, oh, look, it's the Iron Giant. Look, King Kong. Look, Harry Potter. Hey, you guys like Harry Potter, right? You guys like the Matrix, right? You guys like Casablanca, right? It's like, okay, I get it. You own all this stuff, Warner Brothers. It's like a giant (laughs) Warner Brothers commercial. And so at least what I felt when I was watching the movie for the first time is the first 15 minutes, The movie just like kind of is just like, oh, look how cool LeBron James is. You know how cool he is? And like, you know, you get the LeBron James montage, everyone around LeBron James being like, whoa, you're so rich and powerful and famous and successful and great. And it was like, oh, wow, this movie really loves LeBron James. But then the the last hour and a half of the movie tells me, oh, no, 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 there's something they like more than LeBron James. And that is themselves. (laughs) They really want to show off all the stuff they own. Down to a lot of the Easter eggs and, and characters, you know, in the basketball game, the Flintstones and the Scooby Gang, and and like Pennywise, the clown's actually there if you see him. If they were gonna do stuff with those characters, I think I honestly would have been like, oh, right. kind of clever if they used them for gags and stuff. But they just were there, just as a reminder for an hour. Oh, hey, audience, don't forget we own all this stuff. Like I don't know, as well animated and as well edited as they were, a lot of the scenes where. They would just take actual clips of the Matrix and Austin Powers and Casablanca and just insert random Looney Tunes characters. Those got old for me. Like, I will say when Big Chunky showed up, I did lose it. The other scene that I lost it, although I'm not sure out of happiness or, like, confusion, was when Rick and Morty pulled up. Oh, my God. Like,
0: (laughs) Rick and Morty is not owned by Warner Brothers, is it?
1: I, I guess it is. I mean, I, that would be the only reason why I would imagine they were in the Warnerverse. I like the show, but I'm not a diehard
0: fan, so I wouldn't know if Warner owns it.
1: I'm right with there with you. I'm in the same boat. It's a it's a pretty good show, but it's not. I'm not like one of those uh, religious fans of it. I know yeah. Nick and Keith are probably cursing us out as we speak. <laughs> yeah, probably. But sorry, um, guys. We love you. Yes, love you, buddies. But. I don't know. It was just something about shoving reference after reference and having algae rhythm say like 600,000 times. The Warner is the best place ever. Warner brothers is amazing. It was just like, okay, we get it. Warner brothers. You made this movie. We understand. There was just a lot of that that just got really old for me very fast. And another problem I, I kind of had with the characters and the, and the, uh, references and things like that, that I really didn't get into earlier was I was very confused of what purpose Lola had in the sh- in the movie. Like, I get it. For those of you who don't know, Lola was never a Looney Tune. She was made for the first Space Jam, and then they put her in some stuff like Baby Looney Tunes and the Looney Tunes show. Which um, you and I have to talk about eventually. Oh, absolutely. I'd be more than happy to talk about the Looney Tunes show. But yeah, so, so Lola, unlike everyone else you see in this movie, Sylvester and Yosemite Sam and everybody, they were all in the old cartoons. Lola was not. So Lola really doesn't have a personality as much. In the first one movie, she was kind of just there to be like a joke about how there's no other girls. So it's like, Oh, see, there's a girl here. There's not a lot of female Looney tunes. Then they kind of, they, I really like what they did with her in the Looney tunes show, but that's for another day. So every iteration of Lola, she's like got a new personality. And in this one, she really didn't have much at all. She was just like somebody who used to really like playing basketball and then became an Amazon warrior. And like, that was it. Like, Bugs kept insinuating there was more to Lola and there there really wasn't. So that was another thing I got a faulted on in story and the character arcs. At least for me, I didn't really pick it up but all in all, I don't know, um, in terms of the references and the Easter eggs, they were cute and, like, f- I, I'll admit I giggled at a few, like when the Gremlins showed up and when the monsters from the first movie made an appearance, I was like, ah, okay, that's funny. But, I don't know, for a lot of them, it was just very in-your-face, like, oh, look at all the stuff we own, ha ha ha, ha ha. I mean, in my defense,
0: compared to how Wreck-and-Ralph 2 did it, I feel like, at least with this, I'm more visually impressed with it. Oh like especially yeah. with the stock footage and you know how they're edited, they're not just like oh placemats or like chibi versions of characters we know. <laughs> At least it's visually more impressive, is what I'm trying to say.
1: i a hundred percent agree with you on that, Eric. You are hundred percent right. One gag that I also love in this movie is how this movie's
0: supposed to be a standalone sequel, but yeah. every now and then they regard that, oh, the first movie already happened. Cause like in the beginning, during like the Warner Bros. presentation, you see Space Jam along the many movies they own. <laughs> then, when LeBron meets Bugs Bunny in Toon World, Bugs is like, So you want me, a cartoon rabbit, to help you out in a game of basketball with high stakes? Sounds awfully familiar, don't it? <laughs> Come on, Nola, it's LeBron James! How often do you play basketball with an NBA star? <laughs> Fucking Sylvester try to get Michael Jordan in.
1: But he got Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very funny scene, actually, when Sylvester's like, oh, I, I thought he aged gracefully. <laughs> I was like, that...
0: no, that's Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> How can you mistake him for Michael A. Jordan? They don't even look alike. <laughs> it's for 25 years. I thought he aged well. <laughs> like, it's like you said Matt when you did your Looney Tunes tier list episode I knew Sylvester was stupid but not this stupid <laughs> like, that only solidifies your point yeah <laughs>
1: that is a very good point oh my goodness <laughs> so I, I don't know did you have anything else you wanted to uh, talk about anything you liked or didn't like about the movie
0: I will stand by this next statement the Porky Pig rap will be
1: our new <laughs> national anthem God damn it. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I forgot Porky (laughs) Rapped. That was certainly
0: something. It's going to be our new national anthem. I'm telling you, Matt. You're going to thank me one day.
1: I guess I better start memorizing it then. We now believe in a rapping pick democracy. (laughs) Uh, That was another thing I wanted to say. I really liked the uh, part of the movie where the Looney Tunes uh, started, quote unquote, going loony on the basketball court. When they would do all their bits and their antics. Like, I, that actually was like, because oh. You know, I like the Looney Tunes a lot. And that was, that felt right from the soul.
0: And, and it works for the story, too. Because LeBron, he tried to win it his way. But he realizes that playing the fundamental version of basketball isn't going to work for the Looney Tunes. They need to, the Looney Tunes need to play the way they play. By going loony. I mean, it's in their names. It was pretty funny to see the Looney Tunes, you know, go out being their zany, crazy selves while playing basketball.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: You can't ask the Looney Tunes to not be Looney. It just doesn't sound right.
1: No, it really doesn't.
0: So overall, I understand your arguments, Matt. I know the story is very predictable. And yeah, Warner Brothers keeps shoehorning all the properties that they own. But when you look past all that, it's a visually impressive movie. And again, this is coming from a guy that loves pointing out all the references, cameos, and Easter eggs from past movies or anything in media. I have no regrets saying that I love this movie and thinking it's better than the original movie, but that's just me. I know I'm going to get a lot of hate from it, but I don't care. That's how I feel.
1: Well, I'm glad you're sticking with your guns and you're going with your gut. So uh, definitely respect that, and I respect your opinion about the matter. As for myself, there is some good in this movie. This is definitely not the worst movie I've ever seen. Far from it. Um, This isn't a horrible experience. Uh, There were entertaining parts. Um, The animation, art style, and special effects were pretty good, story was boring but passable and a lot of the looney tunes humor from the tunes themselves was spot on but as a whole at least for me a lot of characters felt like they really didn't have anything to do a lot of the uh jokes fell kind of flat on their face a lot of the sort of attempts to be hip and relevant and more often than not show-offy you know all the stuff we own just got grating after a while for me and so this probably isn't going to be a movie I would watch again. If it was on, I, I wouldn't, you know, be absolutely miserable, but I don't think I'd ever need to see it again. So, you know, by and large, it's definitely a movie and it's there. And you know what? Honestly, viewers listening in, if you haven't seen it or if you have seen it and, and weren't sure what to think, Maybe go rewatch it, you know, factor in me and Eric's arguments and see what you think. I know I'm definitely going to rewatch it just so I can slow down and
0: see all the cameos, like all the characters, because like I said, this is the happy guy that I am. But what about all you people that are listening right now? What do you think of Space Jam 2? Did you love it like me? Did you hate it like Matt? Or do you have mixed opinions like majority of the fans? Also follow our Instagram page at Geeks Crossing and be sure to continue to support us on all available platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Google Play. Apple Podcasts, and even iHeartRadio.
1: All right, yeah, and uh, join our Discord if you haven't already, and and be sure to recommend us to uh, your friends and family members, especially those who have seen Space Jam and New Legacy and want somebody, uh, or want to (laughs) hear geeks on the internet talk about it. And more importantly, stay
0: true to your geek selves.